speaking, it was done. Welcome to sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. Epistle is from 1 Peter chapter 5. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Be sober minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. It has been said before that there is no such thing as a stupid question. You've heard that saying before. Unfortunately, well, unfortunately, that is not true. In life, there are a lot of very foolish questions that we ask, which then leads to us receiving a bunch of foolish answers. Perhaps the only thing worse than a foolish or stupid question, though, is a question asked with embedded pride. It's a question with embedded pride, a question with pride wrapped in and out of that question. For example, we have often heard this question before. Perhaps we've even asked it ourselves. Why do bad things happen to good people? Indeed, why do bad things happen to good people? On the surface, this question surely seems sincere. However, if we examine this question, we will soon realize that this question is not so much a question, but it's actually a protest. It's a prideful protest. It's a, well, there's angst involved in in it. Indeed, there's angst involved in this question. Why do bad things happen to good people? Now, dear friends, it is important to understand that the pride of the human heart is inclined to resent, to be upset, to be frustrated with the misfortunes of life. The prideful heart tends to murmur and grumble when bad things happen to you and me. Whether it is a problem with our health, the loss of a loved one, financial hardships, natural disasters, accidents, relationship issues, legal problems, personal tragedy, or personal disappointments, we humans, we actually struggle to reconcile how we as so-called people, we as so-called good people can endure such undeserved hardships while those while those who engage in harmful actions seem to go unpunished. That is to say, our pride gets offended when bad things happen to us because we believe that we do not deserve to be treated in such a way. Listen to the cry, the cry of our hearts during struggles. What did I do to deserve this? Indeed, what did I do to deserve this misfortune that is before me, this struggle, this suffering? There's also something, there's something else embedded in our question of why do bad things happen to good people and what did I do to deserve this? 
Yes, there is something else also at the root of these questions, and that is fear. Yes, fear. You see, when bad things happen to us, and when bad things happen to our friends, it becomes very clear that we lack control. For example, have you noticed how quickly the news cycle, how the general news in general tries to come up with a motive or a reason for bad things? Something bad happens, and then the news cycle rushes to get a solution or a motive or a reason for the bad thing. Hurricanes and forest fires, well, they happen because of, obviously, climate control. School shootings, well, they happen, obviously, because of lack of good gun laws. Economic inequality is due to racism. Excessive health care costs, well, it's due to hate, and so forth. You get the picture. Now, whether all of this is true or not is really not the point. The point is this, that when bad things happen, our news cycle quickly tries to find a motive, find a reason, find a scapegoat, if you will, to attribute the bad circumstance to. And the reason is, if we can ascribe blame for something bad, we can then feel in control. And when we feel in control, well, we don't fear. We don't have to be given to fear. Mark this. There's perhaps no greater fear in this world than to face a very bad situation and then realize that one is completely and utterly out of control. That one is not able to fix the problem, to manage the problem, to have a solution to it. This not only offends our prideful hearts, but it causes great fear. But why mention all of this? Well, dear friends, this is exactly what the Apostle Peter is confronting in our reading from the epistle of 1 Peter. In our epistle reading this morning, Peter is telling you and me that we're to be content under God's strong hand. Peter's telling you and he's telling me that we can live a carefree life before God because he is most careful with you and me. In other words, when you and I let our prideful old Adam, that prideful old Adam that we all have, when that prideful old Adam has its way, well, we're just like the world. As a result of being just like the world, we will always be offended, always ungrateful, always grumbling with the misfortunes of life. And the reason? The reason is when our prideful, sinful nature has its way, we function not only as if there is no God, but we view ourselves as morally superior, deserving of all good things. Furthermore, yes, furthermore, when we live like the world, with our inflated pride, we are easily given to fear, easily given to fear when bad things happen, when bad things come our way. After all, if we well, if we act like God, it is easy to become fearful when we're threatened on our prideful thrones. Bluntly stated, when we sit on top of our little kingdoms, we like to believe that we have all things under control, all things under our thumb. However, when the smallest of struggles comes our way, not only does our prideful arrogance get offended by the suffering we might have to endure, but we become quickly fearful. We don't want to fall from our prideful thrones, if you will, to the very bottom, to put our face in the dust. We don't want to have our crowns cracked. We don't want to be out of control. We don't want to be vulnerable. Baptized saints, Peter reminds you 
and it reminds me today that we are to be humble under God's mighty power. Indeed, contrary to everything we've just said, Peter reminds you and me that we're to be humble under God's mighty power. And this humility that Peter speaks of is not, well, it's not being mousy. It's not being soft-spoken. That's not humility, biblically speaking. This humility is not being overly pious or religious either. But instead, the humility that Peter speaks of is to understand that, well, quite simply and bluntly, you are not God, nor am I. Furthermore, it is to understand that you are under, not over, but under God's mighty hand of power. The humility that Peter speaks of is to know your place under the Creator, under the Redeemer, and under the Sanctifier. You see, this is why we Christians are, well, why we're different from the rest of the world. Where the world does not see itself under God, well, we Christians, we do. Baptized saints, do not forget that your Lord Jesus Christ, well, he snatched you from darkness. Indeed, he snatched you from darkness unto light. And he did this to make you his own. And so you do not belong to sin, you do not belong to death, you do not belong to the devil, but you belong to your master, Jesus Christ. And so to live with inflated pride, as if there is no God, well, it's not who you are. You are not a righteous king or queen sitting on top of your mighty throne, trying to rule your tiny little kingdom, defending your little tiny empire from the big threats of the world by your own strength. If you were, well, if you were, it would make sense to cry out with prideful protest, why do bad things happen to me as a good and kind king or queen? It would make sense to cry out in an arrogant complaint, what did I do to deserve this? Ah, but you are neither good nor powerful which is why you need to be under the almighty Christ himself. Dear friends, baptized saints, today you are under the almighty God, which makes things drastically different for you. More specifically, because you are under King Jesus, two realities emerge for you in spite of the old Adam's pride and the old Adam's fear. First, because you are under the mighty hand of God, whether things are good or bad in your life, it really does not change the fact that your Jesus is in control and your Jesus is very good. Jesus is very good. You see, his grace is sufficient for every time of need. His power is strongest when you and I are weak. Think about the Apostle Paul for a moment with respect to all that we've spoken so far. There's a verse where Paul says this, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Now, Paul does not suggest that through Jesus he has unlimited power to conquer the world. And this verse is also not a Christian verse that's used as a sports slogan. Instead, Paul is stating that he is content to do all things in the face of poverty or in the face of abundance. And like Paul, you as a Christian can face all things, whether good or bad, because you are under the mighty hand of God. And so whether you experience misfortune or calamity, whether you experience trouble or hardship or goodness, well, nothing changes. Nothing changes for you as a Christian, for you are still tucked into the powerful, nail-scarred hands of Jesus. Christ is your strength. He is your assurance and your sustenance in good times and bad. 
Secondly, because you and I belong under the almighty hand of God, not only does this allow you and me to bear the misfortunes and calamities of life, but it also leads us to faith, not fear. You see, all of our foolish worries, all of our nightly unrest, all of our racing thoughts, they belong to that prideful old Adam trying to manage fear and stay in control of our little thrones. But instead, because you and I are Christians, because you and I are snatched unto Christ himself, because we are under the almighty hand of God, we have the gracious, uh, we have the gracious invitation, the gracious invitation to cast every care upon him. If there was not a God, or if we had a God that did not care for you and me, well, we would be stuck with hauling around our worries, dragging around our burdens, and our need for control throughout all the days of our life. However, because we are humbled, because we are humbled unto the Lord, and because we have a caring God, all of the cares, all the worries of this present life, everything that bothers us Christians in its entirety can be cast upon our Heavenly Father because he cares for you and me. It should also be noted, though, that Peter is not saying that we Christians are to live a flippant life. That's not his point. Not being a somewhat dutiful servant of our resources in life. No, that is not what is being stated. Instead, Peter is essentially setting forth a carefree life, a life of faith that lives in humility, a life of faith that lives in gratitude while knowing that the Lord, well, he's most careful with his children, with you and me. And so in humility and gratitude, we Christians do not say, why do bad things happen to good people? But instead we say, why do good things happen to bad people? Furthermore, we say, what did I ever do to deserve God's love? What did I ever do to deserve God's favor, his redemption? Well, knowing that suffering, it won't last forever. Yes, by faith, we know that it won't be long before our generous God will make everything right for you and me. Our Lord gets the last word. He has good eternal plans for you and for me while we journey through this veil of tears. You belong to Christ. You under his authority. He cares for you. Do not fear. Rest in Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormattrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The Lord bless and keep you.